Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. My next guest has been a towering presence in the world music stage for over 50 years and remains an iconic figure in Irish music. From modest beginnings growing up in post-war Derry to the summit of the global charts as a composer to a host of the era's biggest stars such as Luke Kelly, Cliff Richard, Sandy Shaw, Elvis Presley. I could go on and on. Uh, His place among the great songwriters of the modern age was cemented in history the day Elvis Presley recorded his song My Boy, a top 20 hit in the US and across the world. And in fact, he's the only Irish artist to have a song recorded by Elvis Presley. His song Puppet on the String won the Eurovision and his song Congratulations placed second in the Eurovision and uh, his ten, his song The Town I Loved So Well is one of the most played tracks on Irish radio and of course who could forget Ireland's call our rugby anthem played at all the international rugby games. Very few in the music business can boast of having chart entries in every decade since the 60s which is just phenomenal. Now at a time when we are starved of enjoying live music he has announced a series of intimate concerts being streamed, streamed live over the internet next month. I'm delighted to have the wonderful Phil Coulter with me on the show. How are you doing, Phil? I'm all the better for hearing you reading all that stuff. It's very impressive, Sinead. My ego is <laughs> great. It's a great well, start to the day. Thank you very much. Well, you are so welcome. I could go on, you know, but we have to hear from you. First of all, how are you doing in this strange world we're living in now? Because, you know, you've lived through challenging times before, Phil, but, but this is something else altogether. Oh, yeah, nothing, nothing like this at all. I mean, um, when it, when it, when, you see, our business, the, the music business, entertainment business, didn't just kind of tail off, Sinead. It fell off the edge of a cliff mm. just stopped stone dead and after the initial shock of the, the first uh, first couple of months during which you might remember we we those of us in the vulnerable uh, community of being over 70 were cocooning which meant uh, I was kind of confined to barracks all I could do was kind of have a bit of a dander about the garden but I was 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 uh, I was forbidden to leave the property and what happened then you know it was all a blur one day merged into the mm. next one groundhog day followed the next groundhog day the small all weekend gave way to the big weekend. To be honest, Jeanette, I said at the time that of a morning I was grateful for my pillbox because it told me what day of the week it was. You know? <laughs> That's the kind of blur. So, but having having made those adjustments, then I realised, wait a minute, the music business has come to a dead halt, a dead stop. I mean, I spoke to uh, Pat Egan, my promoter, not not too long ago, and he said his best his best case scenario for for getting back into theatres and back touring on the road would be towards the middle round of next year. Now that's a long, long mm, time. That is so, a long time. When you're told that, when you're told that as, as somebody like myself, who's an active like creator of music and, and performer, etc., 
you've two cho- you've two choices really, Sinead. You can sit in a corner feeling sorry for yourself, cursing the, the the corona and blaming everybody from the government to the Chinese, or you can adapt to the new reality. And that's really what I had to do. So um, I have got a, I've got a couple of younger guys on my team here, and largely with their encouragement. I, I got it. I got into the whole social media thing on online now. You did the lockdown lounge, the which lockdown was lounge. fantastic. I'm glad you know about it. I do. That's, yes, that's been uh, it's been a saviour in many many ways. You know, I've been doing that now for the last I think ten, eleven weeks. And here's the thing, Sinead. You know, I do that every Saturday afternoon mm. for 30, 40 minutes. A bit, a bit, a bit of music, a bit of chat, a bit of, a uh, bit of a few stories, some excerpts from my, from my, my memoir, and then we post a couple of songs through the week by guest performers, be it by Geraldine, my wife, or or, or George Hutton, my new great discovery from Derry, or Roy Buckley from Cork, whatever. And over the course of those ten weeks, we have we have had over a million hits. I mean, wow. that's the positive side of you know changing your changing your targets to to the online thing. So that's been that's been uh, very rewarding. But here's the next challenge. The next challenge is to take those people who who have who have followed you down the road, and this is a new adventure for me to go down this road. Mm. I mean, I'm not very tech savvy, but I've had to learn as I'm going along. Sinead, you are talking to an old dog who's had to learn new <laughs> tricks, and that's the truth. So anyway, um, in my trip along, along the road, the next challenge for me is to bring my fans, to bring my followers with me, because the the online concert that's the next stage, the live stream concert. Um, and in uh, in just another couple of weeks, we are not too far from where you guys are um, in the venue theatre in Meath. Yes. But here's what we're doing: it's a lovely little theatre, and I've enjoyed playing there many times when we'd be on tour in the country. You know, it's a great change from playing the National Concert Hall one day and then the following day you're in the lovely little cosy theatre of the venue in in, in Rototh. At, at, at peak, I think it's about a 300 seater. But what we have done. We've reconfigured, you know, the, the layout of the theatre is that the stage and the, the playing area is all on the ground level and mm. then the audience is raised up on bleachers in front of you. Well, we removed all of those seats and it's reconfigured now almost like a kind of small nightclub with 10 tables of four, four at each table, forty an audience of 40 to, wow. to, to you know, to respect the, the, the COVID re, uh, regulations. I mean, but that's, that's, but that's, that's great news for like really die-hard Phil Coulter fans because you're getting this really lovely intimate setting. That's exactly it. I mean, it's, it's the next best thing to, to, to come around to my house. You know, <laughs> it really is. So, but what the people, on the, what the on, on, that's on the Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we're doing the three nights. Uh, and on, on, on all three nights, there are those, there'll be 40 in the audience, no more than 40. So they're, they're, they're in big demand, as you can imagine. It is, it's a special kind of an event for people who are, who are there live up close and personal. On the Saturday night, we, at nine o'clock, we're streaming it live globally. And I've discovered now in my, <laughs> since the lockdown launch today that I've got fans in, in, in Buenos Aires and in Namibia. Of course you do. Malaysia. Who knew that? <laughs> well, anyway. well, listen, you know, the, 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 the appeal for Phil Coulter stretches far and wide. I'd well believe it. Well, I'm very flattered, and it's a whole new, it's a whole learning curve for me. But now, my challenge, of course, now is to bring those believers, those fans, those people who are who are tuning into the lockdown lounge, is to lead them down this road with me. And say, right, guys, I know that what you're used to doing is calling a box office and just like buying a ticket for a show. This is a slightly different thing, but it's not complicated. All you do is go online to the website of the venue Ratoth 
click on there and all will be revealed how you get the ticket for the for the live stream show or, or any of the other shows. So it's just it's it's a little different, but it's no more complicated. Look, I'm not very tech savvy, and if I can do it, anybody, anybody can do it. This is it. But you know, as you say, this is a new venture for you, and you're embracing it completely. You know, when I'm reading up about your incredible life to date, fifty years, Phil, in the music business. Does it ever seem a bit surreal when you think you know you have this huge library of songs, a huge legacy of music, you know, that you have in, in, under your belt? Do you know what I was? I was in I was in New York before this whole COVID thing hit, um, and I was I was doing a television thing, and and the the interviewer asked me. Uh, it was celebrating my it's 55 years actually he said um, what's your greatest achievement uh, in 55 years in the music business I said my greatest achievement is to be still in the music business mm. after 55 years and mm. that's true um, and and the great thing about this this online thing which I've had to embrace is that it's keeping me active it's keeping me creative I'm dreaming up new stuff I'm doing my lockdown lounge on a Saturday and doing my two posts then through the week and then on top of that to keep my brain active and to let people know that I haven't retired or fallen off the perch um, now and, and so I'm also I'm also very much a songwriter right that's I mean that would be one of my uh, when people ask me what do you do for a living well I'm a songwriter then I'm a this then I'm several other hats but so in the whole new crop of, of, of Irish bands uh, and, and we have plenty of them as we as we have traditionally always been capable of producing great talent but the one band that has caught my eye why as a songwriter because they write great songs great pop songs the kind of pop songs that, that I love the kind of pop songs that I grew up learning how to write and falling in love with is Picture This oh, do you know I spoke to them on the show uh, before just uh, just as lockdown kind of had happened and everything else and they are phenomenal and they're such a huge success and you're so right they are they're so talented so I've been co-writing with, with, with Ryan and Jimmy mm. And that's a great. That's been a great experience. Why? Because well, you know, those guys are young. They're full of energy, full of full of ideas, and they've got a lot of wind in their sails. Me, I'm an older dog. I've got experience and maybe some other skills and kind of crafting songs or whatever. So between the three of us, we've had a really productive, uh, productive time working together. And that, to me, is part and parcel of. It's the same kind of impetus that's, that's thrown me into this online stuff. You know, I mean, you're never too old to learn a new trick. This is it. Am I getting an exclusive here, Phil? Is this exclusive uh, news that you're working with Picture This? Pretty much, yeah. It's oh, not, nice it's, one. That's not, not, not publicly known. It's oh, thanks for that. Known, so. Thanks for that. Mm. <laughs> you know, but when you, when you talk about writing a song, what are the key elements then that have to come together for it to be a hit? And also, do you know at the time of writing, oh, this is going to be a good hit? Well, there's no formula. If there was a formula, I'd be writing a million seller every day. Yeah. Um, uh, so... There's a certain skill you have to learn. Well, writing songs is a craft, you know, and even even Jimmy and, and Ryan of uh, Picture This will, will agree with that. It's something they're learning now. I mean, they're, they're in the deep end and they're learning uh, on the hoof. They're learning as they go around and they're, and they're doing it very, very quickly. But it's a, it's a skill and it's a craft that you have to learn. I mean, those boys have been writing for, for, for a, a long time, a lot of years before they kind of before they've hit their stride. Um, and there's, a, there's, a, there's certainly a skill in crafting a song. There's necessary ingredients, of course. It has to have a good tune um, and a, a lyric that fits the tune. And they have both the lyric and, and the music have to fit together into like an, an entity. And the most critical thing for a pop song, it has to have an appeal. It has to, it has to hook people's ears. That's why songwriters talk about hooks. You have to, a pop song has to have a hook, you know, a hooky chorus or, mm. or a guitar, like whatever. Something that just becomes what we call in the industry an earworm. Yes, something that just gets inside your head. So that all of those ingredients, 
And you can, but here's the thing, Shane. You can you can apply all of your skills and all of your craft and make sure that you've written a well-crafted song. But that's not necessarily a hit song. The hit song has got that little bit of fairy dust that's very hard to predict. Something that'll just catches fire and catches people's imagination. When you get one of those, then you're on top of the world. Well, you must be well doused with pixie dust or fairy dust, Phil. That's for sure. Because you know, and I know you have a bit of um, sort of a let's say a mixed connection now with with, with uh, Ireland's call. You know, I've seen various different articles of you talking about this but this song like this is goosebumps when you hear this being you know shouted out in uh, Lansdowne Road or any stadium I mean this is amazing how does one even approach writing something like this were you nervous about this yeah it was I'm used to as a professional writer you're used to being commissioned you know Mm. you'd be commissioned to write a song one of my one of my associate record producers would call me up and say listen I'm producing a record with such and such you know um, I'm looking for songs or da 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 or I might be chatting to one of my other songwriters and bodies, Jimmy McCarthy, Paul Brady, whatever, says such and such is looking for a song. So you you target your writing to a particular to a particular project. Or if you're writing for a film or for TV or for even for a for a, for a TV uh, jingle, you know, for a, for an ad campaign. This was a different one because um, it was the IRFU who were commissioning me to write a song that would be all-inclusive. That was the buzzword. Yes. There had been an uncomfortable sort of a feeling for many, many years um, when I Ran a Vane would be played because on the squad there'd be a number of guys from, from Ulster, from, from the north of Ireland. And because rugby is in the main played in unionist, non-Catholic schools in the north, most of the rugby players would be from that background, that unionist background. And for them, their, their, whole, their whole background is they're, they're, they believe that they're British, they are loyal to, the, to, to Great Britain. Therefore, I run the vein, they've got to respect it as the anthem of Ireland, but it's not their anthem. Mm. So there would be this uncomfortable sound where they couldn't sing it. Um, their fans um, in Lansdowne Road, and if you've ever been to a Lansdowne Road to an international, you'll hear all those northern accents, you know. Mm. There are huge supporters there. So that was a kind of an uncomfortable situation. And the IRFU had been kicking the can down the road for a long, long time, and that they finally, they finally decided to confront it. They asked me to come up with that all-inclusive song, but here's the funniest thing. Having, I mean, I did a lot of research, of course. The hardest thing was coming up with a lyric... Um, that wouldn't use the words like united, you know, like united yeah. to go forward because that might upset people, you know, up in the glands of Antrim. Um, or you couldn't say, you know, when I wear the green, somebody's going to be a little bit touchy about that. So the key to that was when I came up with the four proud provinces of Ireland. Yes. That was my key to get in there. And the, the, the title, Ireland's Call. One of the things that flatter me most about Ireland's Call is that a, that's a phrase now. Yeah, it's, it's part of our culture. Language. Yes, it's passed into the language. I mean, when we were appealing for medics to come back to, to come back home from Australia, New Zealand to fight the COVID thing, the, the, the campaign was answer Ireland's call. Mm. You know, I mean, so I'm very flattered that that there that's that's a phrase that didn't exist before I wrote the song. But the funny thing was this: <laughs> having written the song, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, then my job was to do a demo, like a demonstration tape, and then and then go in and play it to the IRFU. Now this was a very bizarre one. Normally, I'd be used to playing it to like uh, to record company executive or a, ba- a manager of an artist um, or a recording company or uh, an advertising agency. Now I had to go into the IRFU, and there's like six or seven of the directors of the IRFU in their suits and blazers <laughs> at the table. Tough crowd, Phil, tough crowd. And they clap on their hands and you know, they're, 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 I'm thinking, oh my God. Uh, the, 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 the one criticism was, was the, the, the delegate from Cork 
objected to the fact that there was no mention of Cork in the lyrics. Oh, well, you see, yeah, that would happen. Yeah, for him. <laughs> I said, look, I can't fit everybody in here. But, um, but they, they, luckily, they, they saw the value of it. They saw what I was trying to do in terms of the all-inclusive thing. But the real test, Sinead, was, was when, you know, it went public when it, mm. when, when it was being sung. Now, there was a lot of suspicion to begin with. A lot of people were begrudging about it and thought, oh, this is pushing northerners, you know, trying to, trying to usurp our national anthem. It was never meant to replace our run No. But, um, of course, there was a lot of begrudgery. Um, and I, you know, I got a lot of kind of, you know, a lot of flack about it, no doubt about that. I still do. I mean, some people think it's a piece of, piece of rubbish. But oh, God, I can't, I can't, no, no. rightly said, I, I'm happy enough with a full house at the Aviva Stadium singing Ireland's call full throated. That, to me, answers the begrudger, you know. It really does, it does. It absolutely does. And, you know, we're talking about this, uh, you know, at the start and obviously the, the government are rolling out this, this road map and everything today. Uh, you know, will we ever hear this again, Phil, in stadiums? I mean, it's not easy not having the, the packed stadiums and concert halls at the moment. And as we said, you know, the arts and culture industry really needs support at this time. And I've been hammering this home on the show Good as much you. as I can because I'm a big supporter of the arts. You know, we needed the likes of yourself entertaining us in lockdown. And now we got to go out there and buy the tickets. Well, I hope so. That's, I mean, our only option is to, do, is to, is to have a presence online. And that's, that's why, in order to keep a presence, to keep a profile for my fans, my followers, my believers, the online thing is the only way for me to go. Um, and and that's, that's, I'm glad you say about the, about the, the lack of support for, mm. for the arts. And, because, you know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of kind of well-intentioned words coming out, of, coming, coming out of the government. But, I mean, when you look at what Germany has done to support the entertainment industry and the arts industry, I mean, we're talking about hundreds of millions yeah. of pumping in there. I mean, we really have become the poor relations. Now, I'm, I'm okay. I'm at a stage in the game where, where I can probably just about survive through this, but my heart goes out to younger guys who are gigging musicians who are depending on their three or four gigs a week to pay their rent or to, to, I mean, to mm. feed and clothe their children, you know. I mean, lads who are gigging in pubs maybe, you know, that's all disappeared. Yeah, and a lot of them are taking up different jobs, Phil, you know, and then an awful lot of them might have to go back and, you know, at their own expense, retrain in different areas and all of that sort of thing, too. So it's it's a really domino effect, you know. Right, apart from the talent, and music is so much part of our DNA. It's, I mean, we've never needed music more than Mm. we do right now. Absolutely. In order to kind of divert from the realities and to kind of calm our nerves and give us us a little bit of respite. We've never needed it more. It's always been part of the lifeblood of, of the country. That's the way we're built. Um, so to be robbed of that, right on, not only now, but then to be penalising the, the performers, penalising the musicians, um, is, is like just, it's, 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 it's you could pull your hair out. You could pull your hair out over this, Phil. You really, yeah. you really could. But you know, you, we have yourself for now entertaining us. And you know, I want to finish out the piece, uh, Phil, with this beautiful uh, rendition that yourself and George Hutton uh, performed. You know, during uh, lockdown or just after lockdown, wasn't it in May? Uh, lovely version of "Home Away from Home" that you recorded separately. Exactly. Which fair play to you. That's another challenge. That's another one. But George <laughs> is one of my great new discoveries, and the fact that he's from Derry, of course, is an added bonus for me. And George, in fact, will be one of my guests on the uh, on the on the on the live stream concert from the venue. George and and my child bride Geraldine Braddock. <laughs> um, so that, it's a full show, you know. what I mean, yes. Some guys doing the stage at things like from the front room. This is going to be proper tonight. It's yes. the theatre. It's the stage. It's the set. It's it's the lighting. It's multi cameras. A director. The whole thing. So it's going to be a proper, you know, full on concert. So people can open a bottle of wine, sit back, plug the plug their laptop into the TV 
and bingo. And enjoy some absolutely incredible music. Phil, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so, so much for joining me on the show today. Pleasure being mine, Sinead. God bless you. Thanks a million. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.